Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. The 20-year term policy rates may vary. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. The game slowed down a lot, so, you know, uh, I feel like this year, you know, we're going to see me coming off, you know, some pick and rolls, um, you know, handling it a lot more, um, you know, handling it with confidence. Uh, and I feel like I definitely feel like I shoot it better. Um, you know, last year, I, know I, I felt like I, you know, I got it all right, but I can definitely shoot better than that. And, you know, I've had time to sit back and work on my mechanics, so, you know, so it's going to be a great yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, John Neighbors at SEC Basketball Media Days in Birmingham. It is a Trash Talk Thursday, so if you want to get into the show, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. As your record life and feedback, all the ways to get into the show. And now we are going to be joined by Connor O'Gara. How's it going, Connor? I'm doing well. I think uh, I think Arkansas fans are, are hoping for some better vibes. Uh, than what I promised coming into this year, so I do feel a little bit bad. But uh, yes, I'm doing well, all things considered. So, with with uh, <laughs> what what was it that you said about Arkansas before the season started? Just kind of remind everyone. Uh, I may or may not have, but definitely did say a four was on the table. Uh, that is, uh, look, I, I'm. I, I'm just saying that's no longer a possibility once you suffer that fifth regular season loss. I may or may not have, but definitely did say four and four in SEC play. KJ would be one of the top five quarterback prospects in the NFL draft coming up. Um, what else did I say? Bounce back year. Love the, the Dan Enos transition that KJ would be able to go through. I said if there was ever a guy who could figure out question marks on the offensive line, it's Dan Pittman. Uh, yeah, just just a couple of things. I don't think I was too wrong about those things, but you know, two and five is two and five. Connor, Razorback fans will appreciate you just speaking them up and the optimism that's there, and they're not going to blame you for anything that's happened and the result of it. They just appreciate you recognizing the, the Razorbacks and thinking that uh, there is talent there and and what you saw coming into the season. Okay, so let me let me spin it forward then, because I, I think that's that's what everybody probably needs. A lot of fatigue right now. Even last week, I know there are no moral victories, but it's still another one-score loss for Sam Pittman. That that area has been well documented. How Arkansas has come up short in those close games, but I, I really do think, and this is probably something that not a lot of people want to hear. But being down 24 to 6 in Tuscaloosa, which you've already lost four in a row, and KJ is just back there getting killed, and you don't have Rocket, and it looks like a day in which, you know, yet another loss to Alabama, what's really worth playing for with 18 minutes left in that game? For them to respond the way that they did down the stretch and actually make that a 60 minute game, to me, is a great sign for what awaits with these final five games. Now, it doesn't guarantee that Arkansas is going to finish the regular season with five consecutive wins doesn't guarantee that they're going to win this weekend against Mississippi State. But I think that was a really important thing to see because if you don't have that fight in, in this sport with how much this conference can chew you up and spit you out, those moments can define you. And I thought, given the circumstances for Arkansas to actually make that a football game on both sides of the ball with what they did, to me, that that's about as 
good as that game could have finished in a loss. Well, and see, that's the thing, Connor, is just knowing how close this team is. Nobody wants to hear it, and there's still losses. But I think that that's where some Razorback fans, not all, because some of them are just wanting Sam Pittman fired, but I think some of them are just looking at it as like, okay, they're good enough to be in these games. They're good enough to take Alabama and LSU on the road in their places to the wire and lose by a field goal. Like, they are good enough to do it, but they're just not finding ways to win. So that's where I think the conundrum is is like hey it's the end of the day you got to win games and if you don't we, we want to move on we want to do something else but at the same time you don't want to blow up the entire operation when you're losing these games by one possession because you know that it just takes a few little things to get you over the edge that, that's where the the whole confusion and the frustration and the conundrum that Razorback fans find themselves are in and I get it because I look I, I spent two and a half years in Nebraska and so I've kept a pretty close eye on that program and what Nebraska fans endure during the Scott Frost era was, oh my gosh, another close loss, another close loss. I'd say, though, the difference between that situation and the situation that Arkansas is currently in, we've at least had more of a track record of Arkansas winning these football games, whereas with Scott Frost and Nebraska, it's not like they ever had that stretch where they were winning those close games, and they had that season where they got to a Florida bowl game. And I don't think we should dismiss that, even though in this era of college football, it's very easy to overlook that. So uh, it doesn't guarantee that water is going to find its level and they're all of a sudden going to start winning these close games because there's something to be said for that, right? And it's not like they're self-combusting in a way that I think some of those Nebraska teams were with some of the issues that they would have down the stretch. But at, at the same time, it does kind of make it feel like, all right, there's hope. There should at least be some hope. This team, I know you're only as good as what your record says you are, but I do think that there is some hope that this team can get to a bowl game and be feeling much better about the latter half of the schedule after enduring the toughest four-game stretch that anybody had in college football that Arkansas is finally through right now. So what do you see with Arkansas with these remaining five games? Mississippi State, Florida, Auburn, FIU, and Missouri. If they don't win at least three of these, I'd be surprised. Um, I, I think they lose that game in the Swamp. Florida's played really well at home. And even in the midst of uh, really the roughest two-and-a-half-year stretch of the program since Steve Spurrier arrived, I, they've still been a tough team to be able to play at home. An Alabama team that went to a national championship game a couple years ago had a one-score win um, on the road in the Swamp. It, and it is still going to be a difficult game. But, you know, I, I look at the rest of those games, and I'm like, okay, you still get Mizzou at home. And while Mizzou has had this great year, and I think that they deserve to be getting all the love right now, and there are people that should be talking about that Or you still don't look at that game and say, okay, well, you just can't win that one. Auburn's a disaster. I don't know if you guys have watched Auburn attempt to throw a forward pass, but it'll make you think it's 1923 and not 2023. It's been that bad. And Mississippi State, kind of the same thing. They're, they're banged up themselves this weekend. So I look at that and I say 3-2 and two at the very least, and I realize I would only be getting to 5-7, and seven, but Considering how bad the vibes have been for the last month plus, I, I think that that could still set up Arkansas to be in a better place and to get to that four and one mark that it would take to get to a bowl game. Speaking with Connor O'Garrett of Saturday Down South here on Out of Bounds, and I know uh, Connor just looking at uh, Arkansas because we'll talk some of the other teams in the SEC. But for Arkansas, it's also weird seeing this offensive line struggle. It's weird seeing KJ not being able to be KJ. So is it just one thing that you point at to say, you know, is it Dan Enos? Is it, is it just the offensive line? How did this offense go from being one of the better ones in the SEC a year ago, returning a lot of the key contributors, the quarterback being the biggest one, and then now it's one of the worst, if not the worst, SEC offense statistically? Like, how does that happen? Where does it start? I think it's the, the perfect storm of a few things. I think if they were sure-handed at the tackle spots and if they felt good about that week after week, I think we'd be having a different conversation about this offense. I really do. It doesn't mean that it means Arkansas would have a top-20 passing offense or something like that, but I still see good things out of KJ in the passing game. The issue is that it's really difficult. When you know going into a game, you're probably – going to get sacked at least five times and then if you don't want to get sacked eight times you're going to have to do superhuman things like what kj did to terry and arnold last week i mean that's just reality and that's a tough thing for an offense to overcome i also think the timing of this game change probably hasn't done them any favors with the personnel that they have on the outside 
they went in the transfer portal and got these big physical receivers that can win outside battles, but they need guys that can really be quick and shifty in the intermediate game and that can go and turn a, a two-yard bubble screen into like an eight, nine-yard play and make life a little bit easier. And I, I think that's what they're struggling to, to have right now. And when you don't have any semblance of a running game, I, I think it's just it puts so much pressure on that passing game to get things going. So it, it's a combination of all of those things. It, I, I think that if they if they were talking about a different offensive line, to me, that's what would change so many of these these shortcomings that the offense has had. But yeah, it just has not gone the way that I anticipated. How do you see Arkansas in the next game, the upcoming opponent, Mississippi State? If you can kind of take a look at both those teams and how they match up. I think Arkansas should be in a good spot here. I do. And, you know, we'll wait and kind of see the way that this is going to play out with the Mississippi State quarterback situation. Will Rogers bank up? Very capable backup in Mike Wright, somebody that played a lot for Vandy last year before transferring to Mississippi State. And, it's, you know, Sam Pittman talked about his ability to throw the football. Like, even if Will Rogers is banged up in this one, it doesn't mean that Arkansas is all of a sudden off the hook in that task. To, to be able to slow down that offense is suddenly easy. But, you know, Mississippi State has just been kind of a mess this year. I, I think Arkansas should have a favorable chance to contain that offense. Their best player, Woody Marks, also got banged up in the Western Michigan game. So I, it's been a tough go. You talk about, you know, Arkansas and their issues that they've had with their change. The one that Mississippi State had to deal with this year was even more extreme. It was always going to be extreme when you're going from the Mike Leach air raid to anything just because there's nothing quite like it, even the other iteration of the air raid. But to me, this has been a really, really difficult transition for the Bulldogs. So, yeah, I think Arkansas has a chance to be able to win this one and cover. I think last I saw that line was at like five and a half in favor of Arkansas. So, yeah, I think this is a good spot, a get-right game for the Hawks. So there's not a whole lot of great games to see this weekend in the SEC. There's a few interesting ones, except for Tennessee-Alabama, which we know what happened last year, one of the great games, atmospheres, moments, where Tennessee knocked off Alabama for the first time in a long time. This time, it's in Tuscaloosa. Both teams are in the top 20, so do you think Tennessee can make it two in a row, or do you think that this is when Bama gets back on track and holds the rivalry to in their favor once again? Well, I think Bama's going to give us a one-score game that's going to go down to the wire because that's just what they've done. I mean, since the start of 2021, 15 of their 20 SEC games, Bama has been in a one-score game in the fourth quarter, and that includes, obviously, last week against Arkansas. And so this matchup is going to feel so different than last year because this was a 52-49 to game that felt like basketball on turf. I know basketball is hot in the streets right now with where you're at, John. I think that there are so many elements of this game that you could look at from last year and, and say, oh, well, surely this is the rivalry, you know, moving forward. This is what it's going to be from now on in this, in this modern era of passing. And I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I don't know that there's a whole lot of trust in either of these quarterbacks. And the biggest mismatch in this game is Tennessee's pass rushers against that struggling Alabama offensive line. And so I, you could look at that and say, all right, well, that favors Tennessee. But do I really trust Joe Milton to go into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama? I don't. I, I really don't. So I think Alabama wins this game. But to say that it's going to be a game in which they win by 28, looks like the Alabama of old, I can't get there either. I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and Alabama's able to hang on. Connor, you talked a little bit about Auburn and some of the struggles they have offensively. Ole Miss, on the other hand, they score a lot of points, but they do have to go on the road. We know it's tough to win in conference on the road. How do you see Ole Miss Auburn? I don't know when it's going to happen, but there are going to be one of these games this year with Hugh Freeze in year one in which we look up and we say, Hugh Freeze has won a game that he wasn't supposed to win. Maybe that's this weekend against an Ole Miss team that has kind of struggled on the road. I mean, you look back at Lane's track record in true road games, you're like, is his best true road win the, the golf ball game at Tennessee a couple years ago uh, with that crowd obviously hostile for his reunion in Knoxville? Um, so there's always a question mark about that, but, man, it, this Auburn offense is just so bad. It's so unbelievably bad to watch them attempt to throw the football. I think in the last week, Army had a better, better passing attack in terms of passing yards per game than Auburn with the new gun option. They're not running the triple option anymore. 
at Army. But still, that lets you know kind of where this program is at. And I think that this is still a difficult matchup for Auburn with uh, just an offense that lacks an identity. So I think Ole Miss is able to go on the road and win, but it's going to be a difficult atmosphere. I think it's going to be a 60-minute football game. I don't necessarily think that this is a game in which Lane looks like he is the vastly superior coach compared to Hugh Freeze. Connor, you also look at the South Carolina-Missouri game, which I know you talked about Missouri already, and I agree with you full-fledged full, full fledged that uh, they still need to see more of them. They're about to go through their toughest schedule, but you look at South Carolina, I know Arkansas has been disappointing to some. South Carolina is 2-4, and 1-3 and three in the SEC, haven't looked great, especially defensively, and then Missouri's still trying to prove that they are a good program. I feel like this game could be one of those that South Carolina finds themselves in desperation mode and goes on the road and knocks off Missouri, but I could also see that Missouri and what they got with the momentum and being at home ends up being in their favor, and they take care of business against one of their eastern foes. One of the weirdest rivalry trends in the SEC is the fact that Mizzou has won this game in four consecutive years, and they're trying to make it five in a row. Like, if you just like talk to the average SEC fan or something like that, they would have no idea about that. That is such a weird thing because these programs are very often linked in the same sort of tier in the SEC East, but Mizzou's playing well. I, I thought what they did last week at Kentucky was really impressive. And there were a lot of takeaways from Kentucky kind of self-combusting. But to have a game in which Luther Burden comes in as the leading receiver in college football, and he's held to two catches for 15 yards, and they fall behind 14 to nothing on the road after an emotional loss against LSU, a game that looked like it was there for the taking, and they roar back and win that game by three scores, the Mizzou of old does not do that. They have turned the corner with Eli Drinkowitz with this team that had so much experience returning, and Brady Cook is playing the best football of his career and coming into his own. That receiving room is so, so good, not just Luther Burden with Theo East and Luke Cooper as well. I think it's a game that Mizzou should be able to win, especially with all those struggles that Arkansas, or that South Carolina rather is having in the secondary worst pass defense in the country they are right now. So I think that South Carolina is probably going to struggle on the road. Hopefully Shane Beamer is able to keep both of those feet healthy, doesn't break another foot in this one, Uh, but I think Mizzou is able to hang on. Connor, is Georgia still the best team in college football right now? Mm, They don't have the best resume. That's not even close. And without Brock Bowers, no. They would not be favored on a neutral site to beat everyone. Um, do I have a problem with them staying at number one? I don't. They still haven't lost a regular season game in three years. I mean, that's a crazy thing to think about. The only game that they've lost really since that stretch is Alabama SEC Championship 2021, a game in which Bryce Young played out of his mind. So to me, I have no problem with them staying at number one, but are they the best team in terms of overall strength right now? No, I probably wouldn't say that. I, I love what Washington has done a team that I picked to go to the playoffs this year. They have certainly looked apart. I think Oklahoma, with what they did against Texas a couple weeks ago, has a really good argument. And then, you know, you look at Ohio State and them being able to go on the road and pull that one out against Notre Dame at the last second there. I still think that there are teams that have better resumes than Georgia, but Georgia is the defending champ until proven otherwise. There's a reason why they're trying to do something that hasn't been done since 1936 Minnesota. So I'd give them the nod if I were voting in an AP poll or something like that, even though they don't have the best resume. But, yeah, there are a lot of teams vying for that number one spot. Connor, we really appreciate you joining us today and uh, each and every time you come on. So uh, until next time, we'll talk to you soon, and have a great weekend. Gentlemen, appreciate it. It's Connor O'Gara of Saturday Down South giving us all the uh, vital info that we need there from SEC and talk some SEC football, a little bit about the national landscape of college football. But it's going to be interesting down the stretch with teams that have five, maybe six games left just to see how it all plays out. Yeah, and I was looking at it too, Joe, with the rankings and everything. Uh, of course, Georgia's still number one, seven and zero. Michigan seven and zero at two. Ohio State six and zero. Florida State six and zero. Washington six and zero. Oklahoma six and zero. Penn State six and zero. And North Carolina is sitting at six and zero, and they're number ten. And I don't think that they're looking at disrespected, but I almost feel like uh, maybe it's the way that they've been covered. Maybe it's the way they've been talked about. But it's like I was like, oh crap, yeah, they're, they're six and zero. They haven't lost a game yet either. I think they get forgotten about at some in some cases. As you're going through that list of teams that are undefeated, it kind of takes us back to Kenan Thompson playing Coach Prime, and he's mm-hmm. naming off teams and like, oh yeah, there's another one and another one. 
Yeah. Oh, forgot about them. Yeah, there's another one. So, yeah, quite mm-hmm. a bit of undefeated teams, and that's why people feel good about the parity of college football right now and feel like there are so many teams that have a chance to win it. But ultimately, when it gets to the playoffs, there's still only four teams. So a lot is going to shake out here in the next few weeks before we get to that point. And then with so many undefeated teams, we know that they do have matchups with other teams that are highly ranked or, you know, it's going to sort itself out with Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. That's going to sort itself out. But uh, it, it could come a situation at the end of the year where there are some undefeated teams, one-loss teams, and there's going to be that argument always where there's somebody that gets left out. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of hoping for, again, because chaos is so much fun, I'm hoping that uh, when the college football playoff comes together and whatnot, I hope to see like a team like Penn State. You know, not Michigan, Ohio State get all the love, but Penn State make it. Or North Carolina make it. You know, a team that hasn't been in the playoff. And, and you know, maybe they pass uh, Florida State and, and win that game. I'd love to see them into the mix. And then throw in even uh, an Oklahoma, which I know is uh, not a new team, but uh, new for this year because I don't think a lot of people thought that. And then Washington. Like, I think it would be so cool and so fun just to see all those uh, different teams that may not have been there or may not have the, the big-time programs to get a little taste of the college football playoff and see what co- uh, type of craziness ensues. That's the thing about Big Ten teams, though. They can all control that by winning on the field. You know, the problem is they all three play each other, and it's more likely that all three of them will have a loss and, you know, more likely than somebody comes out of that unscathed. So that's the thing that they can control. They can work that out on the field. Now with uh, Washington, you know, all these teams, they have the ability to work it out on the field. But, I mean, Big Ten is stacked. Pac-12 is stacked. It's just going to be yeah, – we can't wait to see how this thing plays out. And we will be able to see how it all shakes out soon. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. And we're going to hear from some Razorback basketball players at some point. So stay tuned for more of Out of Bounds coming up. It's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Akery, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that will blow your mind. Rockandrollsushi.com. This is Sports Center. Two games in college football last night to note. Both in Conference USA. Florida International scores a crazy double overtime win over Sam Houston, 33-27. Sam Houston is now 0-7, 0-4 in Conference USA. Future Arkansas opponent FIU picks up their first win in the CUSA. Also, New Mexico State gets to 5-3, 3-1 in CUSA with a 28-7 win over UTEP in El Paso. Tonight on the docket in the college world, it's Rice and Tulsa at 6 o'clock on ESPN2. Both teams are 1-1 one one in the American. And then a very good matchup in the Sun Belt at 6 o'clock on ESPN. It's undefeated James Madison going on the road to Huntington, West Virginia to take on the 4-2 Marshall Thundering Herd. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Steve Fisher in Stuttgart, or Jay Vandover in Little Rock. Make plans now to be at the Pine Bluff Regional Park Saturday, October 28th for one of the world's largest barbecue championships. It's the annual Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship presented by Saracen Casino. Food trucks, sampling, craft vendors, games for the kids, and it's all free for the entire family. And this year's event is headlined by Bluffett featuring the Son of the Sailor Band's tribute to the one and only Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations to take funds in Arkansas's Land of Legends Tourism Association funds. 
The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs. Even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted. Don't wait. Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. Guadney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Have you gone all summer long and you've had pain in your knees, your back, your hips, maybe even your shoulder? Well, why don't you try to get rid of that pain? Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I've been talking about QC Kinetics now for quite some time, and I've got friends, family members across the country that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it is changing their life. And the best part? No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. Think about that for a minute. And people are feeling like their self again with no pain. QC Kinetics doesn't just mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties in your own body to go directly to those joints and restore and repair those damaged tissues. Listen, life is about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation, 501-222-8440, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I gotta ask, because I've always wondered, why did that happen in Fayetteville, Arkansas? What what took you there? It's just visiting, so weird. It's visiting just, friends, uh, okay. but yeah, Dixon Street. Dixon Street? <laughs> yeah, Dixon yeah. Street. Was, uh, it'll get you. On 103.7 The Buzz. Mm-hmm. Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the dean. Is it Optimus the king? Yo, it's about a thing. Uh, yeah, feel yo. real good with It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7, later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Out of Bounds is going to be at Twin Peaks tomorrow from 1 to 4, so stop by and say hi. We're going to do some giveaways. We're going to get you set for the weekend in sports. And as we know, Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside now. Wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action. Tonight, there's going to be Thursday night football with the Jags taking on the Saints. And then there's MLB playoffs. There are going to be a couple of games tomorrow for MLB playoffs. And, uh, of course, college football and NFL throughout the weekend. Razorbacks taking on Mississippi State Saturday, 11 a.m. Twin Peaks will be the place to be to watch that. UFC 294 is Mahachev versus Volkanovski. And then uh, Kamara Usman has a bout also on UFC 294. So once again, Twin Peaks is the best place that you can watch all that happen. But make sure you stop by and say hi to Out of Bounds tomorrow from 1 to 4. It's Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. It's a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. If you want to get into the show, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Ask your record life and feedback. It's John Neighbors at SEC Basketball Media Days in Birmingham. Joe Franklin from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Ask your record life and feedback. Chris E. says... We may have already discussed it, but he missed. But what are expectations for the Razorback women's basketball team this year? 
Well, if you look at what the media said, they're sitting there at uh, the predicted order of finish at sixth. And considering who they have returning, and I know we'll hit to hear from Coach Neighbors later in the afternoon, but you know, Michaela Daniels, who is just a phenomenal player, and uh, it's, it's kind of crazy that she has started in every single game that she has appeared in with 122 starts, which is incredible. But uh, she's the team captain. She's got a lot of records that she's probably going to break this year for Arkansas. And so when you have her and also uh, Samara Spencer, who was the freshman of the year last year in the SEC, you got experience and you got a, a phenomenal player there. I don't know, Joe. Like it's it's a tough conference, it's a tough league, but I think the expectation is that they're going to be a better team than last year, make it to the NCAA tournament, and maybe just maybe even make some noise in the NCAA tournament because that uh, that that's going to be a tough stretch for them, a tough schedule, but they got some really talented players that can get them to that next level. Yeah, the conference. We we know how tough that conference is, and we've mm-hmm. talked about some of the best teams there. And uh, those are some of the hurdles they're going to have to get over just to uh, have a chance. But they played some really good basketball, and they've and, and it seems like they've improved in certain areas where they needed to improve. And as long as they're uh, able to get through some conference play against some tough teams, they should have a chance. Um, you know, overall expectations – you just want to be able to, their first goal would be to get to the NCAA tournament. Now, each and every year, the goal is to win the conference. That That's a goal that the team has. That's going to be tough, but, uh, you know, they have that goal. You want to get to the NCAA tournament, and once you get into the tournament, anything can happen from there. Let's go to the phones and talk to Clay. What's up, Clay? Hey, what you say, guys? Hey, how's it going? Well, guys, let me... I, I'm a little bit worn out about all this uh, Sam Pittman deal. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe y'all can tell me. Um, I'm a little bit um, tired. It, 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 it's oh, <laughs> okay. So uh, Clay was just saying that tired of hearing about um i guess the negativity around sam Pittman and maybe you know people talking up certain things that they're kind of projecting and you know like we've talked about quite a bit john it's five games left in the season let it play out it has been a rough stretch but let's see what happens with these last five games and go from there yeah, because I don't think anyone's going to, at least they shouldn't, is say if Arkansas turned it around at this point in time. Because, listen, they are 2-5. and five. It is what it is. But if they turned it around and got to a bowl game and, say, go 6-6 six and six, or even 7-5, and five, let's just say best-case scenario, which would be winning all the games left on the schedule, I think people are going to be not happy necessarily, but they're going to be like, okay, they, they avoided disaster, they turned it around. It would be a, a sense game. of relief. That's what it would be. Yeah. Yeah, it'd just be like, oh, heck yeah, exactly. We're not the, the the worst of the worst once again. But there also wouldn't be just a bunch of raises and extensions handed out, or at least they shouldn't be. So it would be one of those deals to where if you let it play out and they end up finishing strong and looking better and being a team that can have some sort of postseason, is it the year that everyone wanted and was hoping for? Absolutely not. But is it reasons enough to still move on or to blow it up and to – you know, start hiring new coaches? I don't think so. Let's just see, because we, we mentioned it with Connor, and you know, we talked about it a lot, Joe. This schedule, is it's not easy, because there's no such thing as an easy schedule in the SEC, but it's the easier part of your schedule. And your toughest game, on the, it might be on the road against Florida, or it might be Missouri at home, but Mississippi State and Auburn, those are very winnable games for you. And, of course, FIU, you should be able to take care of business. So, who knows? Maybe they turn it around. Maybe they get it going. And if they do, I think they deserve a lot of credit, but... Yeah, there's too much still going on and too much at stake to just start saying, all right, we're right now, let's move on. Let's not even, we don't even care what happens the rest of the year. We need to move on. Bill Self says at Big 12 Media Days that the NCAA probe and, and uh, FBI investigation, he said, I think my reputation has been tarnished immensely. But the whole thing is that we knew right from the jump what we had done and what we had not done. The bottom line is I'm not proud of how we conducted our business. At the end of the day, it was a long blip, but it was still a blip in the big scheme of things. Now, and now we've, you know, kind of uh, talked about how Kansas may have been penalized and the difference in comparing how other universities and other programs have been penalized and it seemed like Kansas wasn't penalized health uh, it, it wasn't heavy. 
But Bill Self says that it did tarnish his reputation, he feels like. Yeah, I saw that, and I, I think I understand what he's saying, but I think just I almost like rolled my eyes, though, because, like, what, what, yeah, you want your reputation to be good, sure, but you did a lot of things you weren't supposed to do, and you still didn't really get punished all that much for it. Like, that that's the thing that I just kind of laugh at the whole deal. It's like, yeah, okay, your reputation got, it's been tarnished immensely. Okay, so what does that mean? I mean, you didn't, you're not going to lose scholarships. You're not going to have postseason bans. You're not going to stop being an incredible program that's going to be competing for championships every year. Like, nothing changed other than anytime your name gets mentioned or if somebody brings up this FBI investigation, go back, oh, well, you know, Kansas and Bill Self did this. I'm like that, that, to me, it's yeah. Who who cares? Because I, I guarantee you, if Kansas ends up winning the national championship, say this year or next year, maybe a few people will bring up the the FBI probe and all or NCAA probe or whatever. But for the most part, everyone's gonna be like, eh, all right, well, cool, yeah, they got the best team and they won the championship, and that's really what matters the most is can you win? Which Bill Self has already established himself as one of the best coaches in the country. Let's keep in mind while this investigation was open and going on. Kansas has won a national championship. They did just within the last two years. Mm-hmm. So that that's, you know, as you mentioned there, John, that's what fans pay attention to. That's what they're going to be most interested in. And they've actually done that in the last two years. Yeah, like like what what has been tarnished? Because your reputation being tarnished has not impacted your coaching. Like it's not impacted your recruiting. It's not impacted you as what people view you as. And I just I don't understand why some coaches actually look at it this way. Like I, but we'll just take another example. How about Pete Carroll and at USC when all that stuff went down? I don't feel like Pete Carroll's reputation had any sort of like tarnishment from that. Now I know it's a different type of investigation and a different type of deal, but I just never thought that there was some sort of black eye on the greatness of Pete Carroll. And it'll be the same thing with what's happening right now with Bill Self. I don't think anyone's going to look at it and be like, oh, man, you know, those championships he won and those Final Fours he went to and all that success. There's just this cloud of this NCAA investigation. Like, no one's going to say that. It's about winning and losing, and he won, and he continues to win. So, yeah, I just don't see why he thinks his reputation has been tarnished. Maybe he's just trying to show how sorry he is or maybe trying to have be a little aware of it. But I, to me personally, I don't care if what happened with that. It hasn't changed my opinion of Bill Self. And the main focus with Bill Self is, you know, him personally, is he had some health issues off the floor last year. And, you know, uh, sure, he probably was asked about that also. But this shouldn't be the focus here where we're talking about an open and finally closed case of not a lot that happened. We should be hoping that, you know, he is fully healthy and he is uh, back to form and dealing with some of the the off-court issues he had with his health and that he's back to, you know, coaching and and everything is good there. That's where the focus should be. Oh, yeah. And I'll also laugh too, Joe, because not only that important, but going back to the whole point of like how it's hurt his reputation or tarnished it. Well, they just got Hunter Dickinson, who was the best player in the portal, essentially, (laughs) to come to their school. So, you know, it may have tarnished your reputation, Bill, but uh, I don't think Hunter Dickinson cared too much about it because he's coming to Kansas and he's probably going to help you win a championship this year. We talk about these leagues and how tough they are. The Big 12, men's basketball, that's where it is. Oh, yeah. And so uh, we know that Kansas has had a lot of success there where they've um, had a share of the regular season championship. They had a, a consecutive streak that was going on where they had at least a share of it. So they have had a lot of success here over a number of years, and you expect for that to continue, especially with getting players like Hunter Dickinson within that program. We have one more segment left in this 2 o'clock hour here on Out of Bounds. Coming up next, it is going to be your Razor Hog update, and we will hear from Razorback men's basketball players, and uh, John will discuss kind of some of the things that were being said yesterday live from SEC Basketball Media Days there in Birmingham. It's more about Out of Bounds coming up. Stay tuned. 
This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies, and the biggest Halloween party is right around the corner. Saturday, October 28th, break out the costume, get ready to throw down. Brewskies is going to be the place to party with karaoke in the bar, and dude call Rob spinning all your favorite jams down in the basement till 2 a.m. VIP sections and bottle service, email brewskiespubandgrub.com. Halloween, Saturday night, October the 28th, come celebrate at Brewskies. Again, brewskiespubandgrub.com. It's Brewskies. You're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 449 8811. That's 1 800 449 8811. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 449 8811. That's 1 800 449 8811. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Back by popular demand, Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is letting you phone in your down payment this month. Instead of trading your old phone for a new phone, trade your old phone towards a car at Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. This month at Guatney, your old phone qualifies as a down payment allowance. Phone stores just want to trade for the newest model. Trade your phone for a new ride and we'll give you even more value for your older phone. A current phone equals a $500 down payment allowance. Flip phone, $550 down payment allowance. Brick phone, $600 down payment allowance. But bring in grandpa's old bag phone, that's a $700 down payment allowance towards your new ride. Plus, no payments until after New Year's. Everyone has an old phone, and everyone gets approved. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new road. We're back with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Great selection here on the lot, but what about my trade-in, Wild Bill? We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. We'll put top dollar in that trade. I'm getting country fried crazy during this sale right now, and I'll tell you what, folks, it's a lot of fun to do business with us. If you're wanting top dollar for your trade, you need to come see us. You can check out the complete selection online at msastore.com. Better yet, come see us in Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central. You better get down here to Motorsports Authority. Hey! Need a new tractor? Zero-turn mower? Maybe even a new utility vehicle? River Valley Tractor has you covered. With Kubota equipment from River Valley Tractor, you'll find tractors that are rated number one in owner experience to take on your toughest jobs with ease. Find them today at rivervalleytractor.com. Work smarter, not harder this year with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Dean's going to throw and it's intercepted at the 15. Spence has picked it off and he's going to go the distance. 50, 40, 30, 20. Brad Spence to the house and intercepts in return for a score 85 yards in his first game as a Razorback. How about that? On 1037 The Buzz. Out of bounds, 
listeners. You asked for it and you got it with Guadney Chevrolet because they are bringing back their popular trade-a-phone-for-a-car program for the month of October, which is amazing that uh, how fast we've already been moving through this month. We're in the second half of it, so you know that this deal is not going to last forever with Guadney Chevrolet. And with this, also, you can get your old phone worth a valuable down payment allowance. You know, you all have old phones. We all have old phones. They're sitting in a junk drawer somewhere, you know, just in case. Just in case you ever need a cell phone in an emergency. And some of those phones you, you can't even use anymore. So stop letting them collect dust. Bring them to Guatney Chevrolet today and go with some down payments towards a new vehicle. $500 for a current phone. A flip phone's $550. A brick phone is $600. And you also got $700 for a vintage bag phone only at Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. So when you put down those payments... For that vehicle, you can also throw in no payments for the rest of the year. Until after New Year's, you don't have to worry about any car payments with Guatney Chevrolet. And they still have inventory on those new Silverados with 0% approved credit. And the 2.9% on the 2024 Equinoxes, those things are extremely, extremely popular. It's hard to keep them in stock, and they got plenty of them at Guatney Chevrolet. It's it's hunting season, and we know that people are going to be getting those trucks out there for truck season. So get you a new one right over there at Guatney. Chevrolet conveniently located off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They are Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. You can also shop them online at GuatneyChevrolet.com at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville is where you can find them. But no matter what your vehicle needs may be, do it with Guatney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. It's out of bounds on a Trash Talk Thursday. You can get into the show by calling 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Asher Record Life and Feedback. Joe Franklin in the Hogs Meat Market Studio. John Neighbors at SEC Basketball Media Days in Birmingham. And it is now time for your Razor Hog Update. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds. Presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union. Where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. Got a chance to hear from Trevin Brazil and Devo Davis, courtesy of SEC Basketball Media Days and First Security with the sponsorship and the coverage there. Trevin Brazil talked about getting back on the court and also if he's 100% now. I mean, I'm definitely excited to get back out there. You know, anyone sitting out nine months from basketball or something that they love is, you know, going to be difficult. But uh, you know, nine months kind of went by quick now that we're here. So, you know, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I feel, I mean, I've been to you know, pretty strong. As, you know, I felt like 100% probably for, you know, about a month now. Um, but, you know, the goal was not to be at 100%, you know, whenever the injury happened, um, just to be, come back, you know, be at 110. So, um, that's what we're working for right now. Trevin Brazil also spoke about the front court depth. Uh, with Chandler Lawson, man, I'll start with him. He, um, you know, he does all the little things and that, you know, that other people don't want to do, but, you know, uh, he can also shoot it. Um, he's going to run the floor every time. Uh, you know, he's just a great, he's, he's a great, you know, player to have, play with. He's fun to play with. Uh, with Kai, you know, you know what you're going to get with him. Um, you know, he's an elite rebounder. Um, he can block shots at a high level and, you know, he just takes up a lot of space, you know, uh, in practice, man. It's so, I hate when he guards because, uh, you know, his wingspan's a couple inches longer than mine, so, you know, it's, it's difficult. And then, uh, Jalen Graham, obviously, man, he had a complete turnaround from last year. Um, the summer was really good for him. Uh, obviously, he can score, but, um, he's doing a little things now, you know, it's like talking and, uh, and sprinting on the floor and running the floor and just, you know, being a great teammate. Devo Davis talked about being named to the All-SEC preseason team. 
Oh yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm blessed, and um, I can't do it without God, and and not only the coaches and the team, but my family. Them all putting me in the position to where I am now. But without without the preseason, um, what would they call it? You know. And so, I mean, it's preseason. It, it, it counts, but it don't count. And like you said, it's really one of what you want at the end of the season, man. I, I think I can get on that first team uh, at the end of the season. I once once everybody see what I didn't been working on. Devo also talked about the new season and the mindset coming into this new season. Yeah, um, like like any other game, uh, we're going to prepare to win, and I think we're ready um, to go into Friday, ready to win and dominate how we want to play every other game, and and not just my preparation, but our team preparation has been really good, and that's one thing I can say. Um, we got an older group of guys that's going to really help us um, throughout the season, um, as long as everyone continues to stay healthy and things like that. Everything's just just falling in place, and overall, I think we're ready. And we know that each and every season with Coach Muss, what it's been like as far as the turnover of the roster, and Devo even spoke about that with playing with an older team. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and not saying that um, both teams aren't talented because both teams are very talented just in different ways. And um, just from last year, you have a lot of younger guys that haven't played the college game but has played really high-level high school. And so um, I think it's, 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 it's different just knowing that they come from two different competitive levels. But mentally and physically, the younger guys may hold up a little longer, you know, or, or the older guys may break down so we just want to look and make sure we're taking care of our bodies and things like that but with the older guys um like i said knowledge and, and being in college already is really helping us because they're catching on to schemes and things like that very quickly and that's what we need so continue to put things in so we're not just ready for the first exhibition game we can be ready for down the road you know so there it is trevin brazil devo davis is part of your razor hog update brought to you by true service federal and uh, John, what was it like catching up with those guys yesterday and uh, just the overall feel? Well, I mean, you know, the Brazil, he's just happy to get back out there. Uh, I think more so than anything. He knows that his season was cut short and uh, felt like he could have really helped the team in different ways and knows the, the talent that he has and uh, getting back to it. So it, it's kind of a thing where, you know, Devo's been here before. Devo's done this. He, he wants to continue to get better. He wants to continue to uh, be able to take this team to another level this year. But, you know, he this is just the thing he's used to. And he, he kind of enjoys his time here in Brazil. He knows that this is a big year for him where not saying that he came out and said, oh, I'm only going to be here this year and I'm gone. But let's be honest about it. This is his NBA year. This is his year where he wants to show what he can do, have the best type of season, and then when he gets to the next level, get drafted really high. So they, they have a, a lot of goals in mind individually. But as a team, they're, they're just well, wanting to get back out there, and they're, they're tired of playing each other. They just want to start playing uh, actual teams, and I guess it starts up for them tomorrow in the exhibition game. Yeah, that's uh, something that everybody will be looking forward to because you have exhibition game versus UT Tyler. Then football, you have Mississippi State coming into Arkansas. So get a chance to, for people that are around, get a chance to check out some basketball and some football over the weekend and, you know, see kind of where we stand after the weekend and uh, scouting a little bit of basketball and just seeing where the football team is. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. It's going to be Hour 3, and we will continue with coverage from SEC Basketball Media Days as John is off to talk to Coach Neighbors, Arkansas women's basketball, and uh, hear from some of the players. Stay tuned. More of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs.